Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a hump day. Wednesday, we're halfway through the week already. It's time to put wild card weekend behind us. I know I am, um, you know, and divisional round is right around the corner. A couple days now, the prep has started. Guys are practicing, back to practice. Here we go, preparations. It's time. Uh, before we get into anything today, I do want to tell everybody, make an official announcement right here on the Mojo Market Report, that Mojo is now available on Android. That's right. So no more just your iPhones and your Apple stores and everything like that. Now you can get on over to the Google Store or Google whatever, um, whatever it's called. Yeah, I, Google Play. Google Play. Fine. Uh, Google Play and uh, download it there. So we have the app now available on all of your mobile devices. Um it's for probably, one, probably my most common question that I'm asked amongst people is, when is it coming to Android? And my first response is, why would you have an Android? Well, that's the thing. And I then don't... my second response is, very soon. So now it's here. No more asking, guys, if you have any questions about it. Now I could just inform you on who to invest in. There's no, yes, no, there's no, no more... longer the, when can hey, I play? Right, when can, can I play? Right play? But first if of all, you're from New Jersey. I also want to tell you guys that if you are an Android user, um, the trust factor is not, it's not fair between me and you. So if you're a green texter... I just, mm, yeah. you know, I did talk to uh, James yesterday at the office, and I said, green texting, man? I was like, not for him. He's blue. He's blue all the way, which is great. Uh, but, yeah, I don't trust any green texters out there, especially when, like, when you're in a group chat and they like something, and they have to send you a, a like, now the whole text thread gets a, he liked it, he liked it, he liked it, he liked it. I'm like, dude, I don't need to know yeah, no, that you partake. put a thumbs up. I don't partake. I see myself <laughs> out of those chats. <laughs> yeah, I can't. That's another thing. You can't get out of them. You try to swipe out, and you're right back in. Just when you think you're out, they pull you right back in. Kind of like my Cowboys. But anyway, so that's that. That's Android. It is Dave Sturgeo, by the way, and it is also Chris it Gucci. Is. It and is. it's A5 Anthony behind the glass here at Chop Studios for another installment of the Mojo Market Report. And just like we did last week, we got some new matchups to discuss and positions to guys to get in on this Saturday and Sunday. The schedules is as follows. Th uh, Saturday, it's uh, a, a afternoon game and a night game. And then Sunday is a later afternoon game and a evening game. I don't know. I don't know why they do it the way it is. I listen. Call me old school. I do miss the old one o'clock, four o'clock. Like I, I, it, there's no. I understand prime well, they, time. I get on, it. On playoff games, they never actually did a traditional one four. On yeah, do, on, a, on AFC title game they did, but not not even on championship Sunday they used to. Well, no, they but would not go, anymore. It'll be like one thirty, six thirty. No. Back in the day, which was a Wednesday, how it was, far back in the day? I'm talking like when I was growing up as a kid. It was Championship Sunday was one and four. That was it, bro. Not this three thirty, six thirty crap. I mean, where I gotta wait till nine thirty, ten o'clock, like twelve thirty or cover starts at eight in the morning. First of all, I'm pretty sure that the game started at one thirty, but we could, you know, maybe, maybe, or, maybe on, I'm uh, wrong. We'll find I, out I later. I'm sure Hawaii Mike, who will be watching, <laughs> will send me a text message later, and I do appreciate those texts. I, we really do can't wait till the uh, mojo reaches more states because then our friends um, across this, the uh, nations could start playing. They're they're all interested. They're all ready to go. All of our friends in Jersey are already on this market, but everybody else uh, they're waiting for it. So they're very exciting times. So it's time to start with the quarterbacks. It is a divisional round. Quarterback comparisons, new matchups, really good matchups. If you thought round one was good, round two is just that much better. Uh, and we start with, obviously, somebody that we haven't seen yet, and that is none other than Patrick Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence from last week. Now, Trevor Lawrence had himself a, a week last week. 
obviously one of the best comebacks you've ever seen. Uh, he had himself a rough, rough start in the first half. I feel like in this regard, Chris, when it comes to investing in Trevor Lawrence this week, you cannot and he cannot get off to the start that he got off to last week. The Chiefs will be relentless and they'll make you pay even more than the Chargers tried to make him pay. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at that first quarter as a major an anomaly on the season, he only threw eight picks for the entire year, and he threw four in the first quarter. So it's not like Trevor Lawrence has made a habit of this. And I think two of those picks during the season came in a, a one quarter as well against the Eagles. Yeah. So when we're looking at Trevor Lawrence, he hasn't he hasn't been um, turning the ball over. He takes pretty good care of it. Uh, Doug Peterson, great coach. I think that they're going to do well against this Chiefs defense. I just don't think it's going to be enough because obviously on the other side of the ball, we saw the yardage that Mahomes put up this year. They got a ton of weapons. There's really... I, I do think there's going to be success for Trevor Lawrence, though. I just don't think they're going to be able to go on the road and win the football game. But I'm 100% going to – I'm already in on Trevor. You've always kind of been iffy about the Chiefs' defense, too. Well, the Chiefs' defense in the back end, they could be had. And and realistically, their offense puts up so many points that it takes some of the pressure off the defense in and some when you cases. And when you look at the final score, it doesn't dictate what exactly happened in that but game. But in – what I will say is that, especially down the stretch, the Chiefs' front four—they've been really getting oh, after it. Clark they're able has been to get—they've been able to get uh, some pressure on the quarterback in big spots, and it alleviates some of the pre uh, issues on the back end. Right. Uh, a Chiefs team at home—it's going to be difficult to, yeah, to outscore be, that team. That place is going to be rocking. Um, but Trevor he will Lawrence have some success. I could see a 300-yard, three-touchdown game. Since yeah, since being drafted, Trevor Lawrence is up. 31% since that first overall pick status. And again, at first, wasn't living up to it because I want to say the coaching was atrocious, had to deal with the Urban Meyer thing, didn't have the weapons he has this year. Doug Peterson in, new receivers in, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, the Amer the emergence of Evan this Ingram. Saturday? Huh? This game is on Saturday? This game is on Saturday. Trevor Lawrence is undefeated on Saturday. Because of all his college stuff. <laughs> And last week. Yeah, well, obviously, but like that, the college stuff is, uh, mm, that's a good little tidbit there. Um, I, I don't want to be wrong. I'm pretty sure it's Saturday. I, I, I think, think it's it Saturday afternoon, too. and then Saturday night is uh, the Giants and the Eagles. So, yeah, I mean, look, for Mahomes, the only question for Mahomes is, and I bring this up to you, this time next year, is Mahomes the number one? rated quarterback on the mojo market? Right now, he's behind Rodgers and Brady, but if they retire and they're done, what well, the question is, are there the other guys going? <laughs> like, are they going to stay? I'm going to look at where Rodgers and Mahomes are right now in relation to each other. There's, a They're not close, I don't think. I, I think mean, they, you, you'd be Brady, surprised. Brady has been, you know, you'd be surprised. I think if everybody. Tom Brady retires, then there's a real chance that even if Rodgers plays, that there's a chance because Mahomes passes. Yeah, bro. No? Am I wrong? I think Mahomes is already second. He is by a lot. Yes. Oh, wait. Why? Really? Yeah. No. As of yesterday, he was not. How close is he to Rodgers? Well, right now, Rodgers is at 113. Okay. And Mahomes. Oh, gee, it's not even close. So he's at 140. Maybe it was a missed look. I don't know. I looked at it. I'm like, wow, okay. He's behind the two legends of the game, which makes sense. But now, so one third now, what's Brady at? One, uh, one million. Oh, one million. Okay. So, <laughs> sure so what I will say is, remember, Super Bowl bonus possibility Brady's Mahomes at almost 180 176.65 yeah I don't see him jumping 50 bucks anytime soon but it'll happen over to the course of the next couple and years he shouldn't, especially I mean, like, if he gets a Super Bowl the, the truth is Patrick Mahomes I think he needs like 40 yards to pass Kurt Warner in the postseason 
playoff status. He'll uh, get that in the first throw. Yards. He needs five touchdowns to pass somebody else. Hey, He'll get in the third quarter. Dan Marino, <laughs> right? Nah, he's he's setting all sorts of records. Patrick Mahomes is 27. Yeah, 27. He's got, a, he's got at least, you would think by the averages, he's got at least a decade left of football in front of him. <laughs> Two? Well, Come no, I'm saying by the averages. Not everybody's more. an enigma but like no, Brady I mean, and Rodgers. Look. And this dude likes to run a lot, so he I, might right. take some injuries along now, the way. Valid. He doesn't like to run. I don't but think he, he does he run. I haven't seen Patrick Mahomes got, get blasted yet. I've watched a lot of yeah, Chiefs games. Yeah, because he's tiptoeing the sidelines. Have, have you seen Patrick Mahomes get laid out? I mean, what about all Honestly, those little flick of the wrist things? Like, you don't yeah, think the, the, the defender's right there to kill that's him? That's like just in, you know, you bring him in close enough and just flick it. He, he avoids contact pretty well, mm. right? Um, and then we're just going to talk about the... The, the rules that have gone into place midway through Brady's career it's that true. allowed him to play the, the length of the career that he did. It's very Patrick true. Mahomes gets to enjoy that from bell to bell, whistle to whistle. Mm-hmm. You know, there was never a rule in place that you couldn't blast a quarterback in the backfield. So Patrick Mahomes is a recipient of that, and so is everybody else uh, that's playing right now. Yeah. but Staying in the AFC, uh, we'll move Kurt over. Warner's, Kurt Warner didn't make his first start until he was 28. That's the point that I tried to bring up before. Oh, so what's this guy still has a chance to be a star? Uh Stetson Bennett <laughs> over there in Georgia, where he's going into his 15th year of college. Um, staying in the AFC, a rematch from, again, a canceled game a couple weeks back because of the DeMar Hamlin situation, and obviously we've seen a lot of progress there, so that's awesome to see. Um, it is Josh Allen. It is Joe Burrow. It is the Bills and the Bengals one more again. Um, in this one, the one thing I will say, and we've caught a lot of flack from friends of ours for putting a little bit of a sour taste in the mouths of Josh Allen fans is because of the fact that I think that he's now prone to turn the ball over just a little bit. And it really depends on when, if you do it in the first quarter, you can come back from that. If you do it before halftime, you can come back from that. You just got to be careful about throwing these big interceptions towards the end of the games, because I'm telling you right now, the Bengals who have just shown you, they can take one back for 98 yards. Okay. This defense will make them, cash in like when the Dolphins were picking balls off and stripping Josh Allen they didn't necessarily cash in and keep the foot on the gas it was just Josh Allen became Josh Allen again and boom the the rest is history but my question is this in a game this big in this magnitude rematch all the emotions Orchard Park does Josh Allen protect the football this week against the Bengals defense he better I think that there's there's a chance Josh Allen I don't know how many games he's played in a row where he's had at least one turnover I think it's a few um, I don't have the game log He's no Dak me. Prescott that's for damn sure Oh stop dude <laughs> He only turned the ball over seven we're times not, in a row. We're not we're not going there right now we're going to be there in a minute we'll go but, there when I want Um he's got he's got the weapons I know that this game is a huge game Cincinnati's defense uh they've They've looked great in in spots, but then last week, even though they did play well, it was a very bad Ravens offense that they did that to. So I think that Buffalo is a huge test for them, and while they've been consistent, this is a huge game for Buffalo. Josh Allen has to show up. I think that he's going to turn the ball over a couple times, but this is going to be down to the wire regardless. Whoever's the winning quarterback has a chance to unseat the, the Chiefs as you know the AFC champions. Actually, the Bengals were the defending champs. Mm-hmm. I really want to see that matchup again, so I'm pulling for, for Joe Burrow and the, and the Bengals. Um, but Josh Allen, he has Diggs, he has Gabe Davis, who is, hasn't had his playoff, playoff game. Moment. He hasn't had his playoff moment yet, so we could probably He did. He scored that. last week. I'm talking about the, the oh, eight goes for catches like for a buck 80. 180 yards yeah. and three touchdowns or whatever um, he did last week. This time last year, 
Josh Allen's stock price was 20% less. So you could tell that this dude is starting to bank a lot of value and fast. He puts up numbers in bunches. So Josh Allen, definitely a safe bet um, as far as the rest of his career is concerned, definitely. Joe Burrow, you want to talk about a guy who doesn't lose. <laughs> like you said, Trevor Lawrence about Saturdays. Joe Burrow, never. How about that in January? He just doesn't lose games. Maybe even December. Joe Burr, right? It's it's cold season. Joe Burrow turns it up from being from LSU and, and actually, like, playing in a dome. You would think, like, uh, you know, he can't play in the cold weather. This dude is unbelievable. Joe Burrow, at this point last year, he's up 28% from last year's stock price at this moment. Um, so he's obviously on a... Nice little upward trajectory. No doubts about Joe Burrow going into this one, specifically with all the weapons and everything that he does have. Jamar Chase has played out of his mind. T. Higgins. Again, what the, the Bengals could do in a situation like that when it comes time to pay them both is going to be very interesting to see who they keep around because Tyler Boyd can't be your three forever either. So it's interesting. But right now, going into this weekend, I'm all in on Joe Burrow against the Bills. I am. I'm in on Joe Burrow. I'm in on a lot of the quarterbacks that are left. Let me go through it. The only guy that I'm not in on right now out of the quarterbacks don't say it. is Dak. You mother. <laughs> and that's not even on. Um, it's just like I don't like the coach. I explained this to you. You know, it's not. It's, yeah, but you don't like the coach. But the, uh, we'll talk about it in a second. Um, because And it, Dak has been up and down. We'll, we're going to get to yeah, Dak. Yeah, yeah. And For realistically, sure. it's just a matter of how much am I going to invest in how many players. Right? That's very true. It depends man, how much you want to diversify your portfolio here on the Mojo Market. All I right. think the biggest Achilles heel, though, in the Bengals offense is going to be the, the offensive line issues. Their hmm. defense is playing well. Um, they, they got a lot of guys back healthy down the stretch. But their offensive line the last couple weeks, I think that they're out three starters in this game. That could be. Lyle Collins went down a couple weeks ago. They lost another guy to a uh, an ankle or a knee. Uh, he's going to be out. Nonetheless, that's not a great situation. No, going up to Buffalo without your starting offensive. And line remember in place. what they looked like in the beginning of the year without their offensive line. You know, without them gelling. Yeah, he was in. And it was tough. Buffalo's, for Joe Buffalo's defense. They they do everything well. So you could they could be had as well. Don't get me wrong, but they 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 excel in all phases of the game on defense. So. They could take advantage of that, that makeshift offensive line, and that's the one thing that scares me, coupled with the elements. And then you look at, really, the Ravens did a decent job defensively against the, the Bengals last week, and there could be a blueprint there. And the blueprint could just be that the offensive line is banged up. Yeah. Well, we'll see. So I'm, I'm proceeding with caution. I could think it could be a low-scoring game. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of offense. All right. Moving on over to the NFC primetime matchup on Saturday night. It is the Philadelphia Eagles hosting the New York football Giants. Now, again, nobody expected the Giants to be here. They're playing all world right now. I honestly think they handled the Vikings. They, that one didn't, to me, that was never close, and I never thought it was going to be a close game. Um, they did what they had to do, and they got the job done. Daniel Jones absolutely balled out, did his thing. Saquon Barkley, not a lot on the ground, but just overall, every time Barkley got the, the ball in his hands, he made some plays. But the one thing is, and I will say this from a personal standpoint, Jalen Hurts has made me more money on the Mojo market than anybody else this year. Um, from this point last season, he's up 75%. So I got in on him. He was one of my first investments going in. It pained me to do it because I don't like the Eagles and I don't like the guy, but the dude is a baller and he's an absolute stud on the field. So now he's getting back after a week off, Saturday night, prime time in Philadelphia, the Giants defense, Sometimes you're just like, okay, they can they can hang. And the two games against Philadelphia this year, the Eagles took care of them the first time. Second time, nobody really cared about the game. The Eagles kind of trotted around, and they still got it done with Hurts on a comeback. So now this is matchup number three. The age-old saying is it's, a, it's very hard to beat a team three times. The Giants are rolling right now. If you had to take 
one guy out of this. Is there even a debate? Are you riding that Daniel Jones high? Or are you just like, I know Mr. Consistent is Jalen Hurts this year? It's more or less, it's, it's, well, Jalen Hurts is way better than Daniel Jones. I, right? Obviously, he's, I, he's yeah, got the I weapons. Agree. It's not just he's better. I don't think he's even way better. He's better. But he's not way better, and he has the weapons. And there's in certain situations, I think Daniel Jones may bring more to the table than Jalen Hurts does. And I'm talking about in the fourth quarter. I've yet to see Jalen Hurts put the team on his back late in a game. For the most part, the Eagles have been blowing teams out this year, and they're kind of controlling a lead in the second half. That's how it's gone for the most part. Um, now, we're talking about Daniel Jones first. That Eagles defense is not the Vikings defense. The it Vikings is not. defense is second, uh, second to last in points allowed, second to last in uh, yards allowed. They're bottom three in almost every other metric across the board defensively. That wasn't a good defense. Um, the Eagles are very, very different. They, I think that they may have contended or contested the sack record, single-season sack record for a team. They're I know a right lot of those guys had double digits. Yeah, they're right there. So it's a lot different when you're getting chased by that defensive line. And then on the back end, they have Slay and they have Bradbury. I know that you might want to diminish Bradbury a little bit, but as a number two— The Giants fans sure as hell diminish Bradbury well, well, a little bit. Well, not really. Joe Shane actually spoke about it, and he said, I don't want to do this, but this is what this is the nature of the beast. He was very candid in his interview uh, when he was talking about what they had to do with Bradbury. They didn't. They wanted to trade him. They wanted to do a bunch of things. They just couldn't work it out. Mm. And financially, when you come into an organization, you have to fix some things. You have to make some tough decisions. Um that defense is just too good. The corners are too good. The Giants don't have the weapons. It's going to be all on Saquon and Daniel Jones, but I just think playing catch-up against that powerful, powerful Eagles offense is going to be hard. Uh, it could lead to some extra passing attempts for Daniel Jones, but when you don't have the receivers, I think it could get ugly. Well, here's the thing. First of all, Daniel Jones, since being drafted, is only up 7%, so he hasn't really you know, shot up the, the, the cannon yet. Well, but I mean, he hasn't. Yeah, he went down a lot, and now well, that's the problem. So, so now you look at the comparison between the two. The future value on Daniel Jones is almost embarrassing if you're an investor in Daniel Jones, comparable to Jalen Hurts. To me, honestly, it's not embarrassing. It's I'm like, they should be embarrassed for making it that low. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think he's going to go up. If you're a long term guy and you think Daniel Jones is the guy, then maybe Daniel Jones is the one you want to put your most money in because, despite the fact that there's going to be a couple games where you're just like, oh my god, man, dude, this guy stinks. There's going to be games where all of a sudden he plays like he did in Minnesota, where all of a sudden he looks like a star. I'm here to tell you that when all year long the narrative has been he's got nobody to throw to, right? And that might be on the name side of things, true. Kenny Galladay hasn't panned yeah, out. He doesn't. Slayton hasn't really mm -hmm. done much. But, like, these new guys that are emerging right now, the Jameses of the world, the Hodgins of the world, even Bellinger, the tight end, all of a sudden, these guys are becoming names quickly. And you become names quickly in the playoffs. And that's where I think Daniel Jones is going to make these guys stars. And the best quarterbacks in football make the receivers that they have stars if they're not stars already. A la Tom Brady making a Julian Edelman, yeah. a, a Danny Amendola, a, all these guys well, that you never heard well, of before. And then, yes, I'm not comparing Jones and, and Brady by any stretch. I'm just saying... Good quarterbacks make their stars. I think that there's a chance. I sound like that a Giants there's, fan. There's, what there's, am a I chance, doing there's a chance that <laughs> Even Anthony's like, yeah, man. There's yeah, let's a chance go. <laughs> that these guys, some of these guys, materialize, but realistically, they're not the blue chippers. They're not the five star recruits. They're not. They're call college they're not. players that. But you know, Daniel Jones is making the best with what he got. But in the offseason, the Giants are looking to upgrade they across have to. the board they at have the receiver to. position. Or maybe they these don't. These guys that they have, it's. A, I'll give you a good example. 
Lazard came out of nowhere. He worked himself into a nice role with the Packers. This year he got his opportunity to be the clear-cut number one. He's not. It shows, right? He's a, he's a solid player. Why is that, though? It's not because he doesn't have a great quarterback. No, it's because of the emergence of these other guys that Rodgers is helping develop. All right, well, Christian That's Watson, what I'm saying. Christian Watson at, at around week 10 would missed five games and only had two catches, zero touchdowns. And then he got into his group. Then he got into it. But even up to that point, Lazard hadn't missed any time. He wasn't playing well, right? Like they, The Packers weren't playing well, well for lar- a little while. Largely due to the fact that they had Lazard as the number one and he couldn't oh. stretch the field. I think that— Well, maybe he's a Tyler Boyd. Mainly, you know, he's a, mainly he's a third it handcuffs receiver. the coaching staff because they're not able to draw up some plays that would open things up otherwise for Daniel sure. Jones. So I think they need some speed. They need some size at the receiver spot. Kenny Galladay would be a perfect idea— if, if he was not Greg Oden, looking like Greg Oden, I mean, sorry, Kenny, <laughs> shout out but to the NBA. You were not looking well. Um, Greg I Oden. think that they're going to be looking to upgrade at the receiver Drafted position at the age of clearly, 45. and with the amount of receivers coming in this year, you could probably get a starter right out of the gate. Look at Christian Watson was a second round pick. There's about eight or nine guys coming in. That's another Giants reason keep why. winning. They're not going to have that good of a pick. <laughs> you know, they're going to be late first round all well, of a sudden. Wa- Giants aren't used to that at all. Hey, the Packers got bounced in the playoffs last year, right? And they got. And they, in the same round, they got they got Watson, and they took him second, third. They actually had two picks. They traded Devontae. <laughs> dun, dun, all right, all dun, right, all right. Dun, yeah, dun. I'm gonna go long on Daniel Jones because his yeah. future market value yeah, is way too I, low. I'm in on it too. I think it's uh, disrespect at this point. And he's going to get pieces added, which is only going to help his cause. Because and he's going to get paid. Yeah. I think he's earned himself a paycheck based off of last week. The Giants are going in there with, and I hate this term. House money. They are. I mean, they're, 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 look, they believe in themselves. Dayball's got them believing in themselves. That's great. No but such honestly, thing as house money. It is house money because you beat the Vikings, which was, again, you weren't favored to beat them, but you did. And now you're going in there to Philadelphia. Philadelphia is puffing their chest out like they're the world beaters of, this, of the NFL. That's why it's not house money because it's Philly. This is it can't it, you if you're in that locker room, you cannot think that I've we never, made it. We did it. And, listen, Fans no. can. That's I'm, fine. I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm not sitting here saying I'm openly rooting rooting for the Giants because whatever happens, be. happens. Everybody who's not a Philadelphia Eagles fan is rooting for the Giants there's right no, now. There's no shame in rooting for your team's interest in, in drawing a line somewhere and saying, what's better for me and yeah, my rooting interest? Yeah, I mean, if Dallas pulls out the miracle and San Francisco, then they host. I've bet, I've bet the Vikings in spots where I thought they needed to lose for the Packers, but I think they're going to win. It's not, and I'm rooting for the bet. Yeah, so... Move on to the final matchup, which is obviously not the most uh, appealing like the rest of them. It is Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys traveling to San Francisco against Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. Chris, Brock Purdy was on the bottom of a lot of people's quarterback lists, and it wasn't one, not ours, but I'm saying like there was a lot of talking heads out there saying, you know, the shoe's going to fall. You know, Cinderella's going home. He's turning into a pumpkin. Like, can this continue? What Brady just was not able to do was do anything against the Dallas Cowboys defense. They finally showed up. Dan Quinn drew up a nice little thing for them. The 49ers are playing the best out of every single team left in this playoff bracket, I think. Do you think if the 49ers win that Dan Orlovsky will bump Purdy above Dak on his list? (laughs) Well, Dak will be default gone, so there's no list. No, no, you just bump him up. Like I'm saying in the playoffs, there's, there's only certain people left. All his guess what? His ranked number four, five, and six guys are all gone. Now I was talking about just generally, like the the list. Oh, I'll, so I'll, 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 I'll fight somebody if that. No, happens. I was joking. I was just trying to get a rise out of Dave. The rise um, has happened. Uh, it but, won't be because Brock Purdy outplays Dak. It might he might outplay him, but it's not going to be because of that. It's because it'll be because of the 49ers defense. So then that leads to Dak Prescott. 
Yes. Against the 49ers defense. Now, Dak, four touchdowns through the air, one on the ground. Basically was in God mode the other night. Just completely unconscious play. Now you're going into the Bay. A better Bay. <laughs> San Francisco is, is definitely a much better defense. Bosa is probably going to win defensive player of the year. Um, there, Listen, there's ways to, to chip them. There's ways to double them up. Yes, there's always ways. Zeke's going to have his hands full in the backfield with, with chipping off the block. And everybody makes jokes to me. Zeke's a good pass blocker. He's like a glorified fullback. He is. Well, guess what? He's going to have to deliver that this week. But when I look at Dak Prescott and the way he played this game on Monday night in primetime when he absolutely had to have it for his legacy, I think that there's something to be said about how angry he was getting at missed field goals, how edges he was like, you're not going to take this from me this year. Last year, the 49ers punked the Cowboys in Dallas. Dallas was riding on a high, 12 wins, was the home team, everything was good, felt great. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in and punks the Cowboys. I think the narrative has changed a little bit. I think that everybody in the everybody under the sun is going to pick the 49ers in this game. Spread-wise, it moved from four to three, so everybody's like, ooh, maybe money's coming in on Dallas, and that's probably a thing. But what I will say is the narrative is different. Everybody thinks that the Niners are going to be the ones to knock the Christ out of the, out of the Cowboys this week. I think it's going to be a closer game. And, and I think the Cowboys are going in there saying, cool, we'll see what happens. So when you look at the two quarterbacks – Experience, by the way, Dak Prescott now the oldest remaining quarterback in the in the out of the eight quarterbacks left, the oldest at 29. So it just goes to show you that all the old heads are out. You know what I mean? No more Rodgers, no more Brady, no more none of these guys. Nobody's around when it comes to you know 35 and above. 29 year old Dak Prescott against Mister Irrelevant, who has obviously played everything but irrelevant. The weapons that Purdy has makes him great right yeah. now. All right, I'm going to start with Dak. So Dak is obviously. I, I told you yesterday, I think, Dak, you could safely place him right in the top 10, right? And then on certain weeks, you could say, oh, wow, this guy has potential to be a top five quarterback. And then there's other weeks when you're like, are you sure he's top 10? <laughs> I'm embarrassed for what I said on TV last week. But I think what it comes down to when we were talking about Dak is not can he do it? We've seen him do it. It's can he do it consistently? Mm -hmm. Can he do it against this 49er defense? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we're talking legacy. Yes, that was a legacy helping game but you want a legacy making game exact that revenge last week go on the road and beat san francisco then we could start really inserting dak into some some better conversations for his legacy it would be the first nfc title appearance uh game appearance since 1995 i so. think what we're what we're looking at is the 49ers do well against the tight ends so that's going to be a little bit of a harder uh, way to move the ball well the cowboys got three of them 49ers do well against tight ends. Like they play that interior, that well, that first and second level, they're almost unbeatable, and they have a safety that is arguably one of the most underrated players. They in also football. have a, a defense coordinator that's up for like 15 jobs. Yeah. Domingo Ryan's has been absolutely um, a stud at, at defense coordinator, shutting down opposing quarterbacks. And if there's one guy that's wreaked more havoc in the backfield than Micah Parsons this year, it's probably Bosa. So. This team is complete on defense, even though they're a little bit weak on the corner position because their pass rush is so amazing and elite. Dallas Cowboys have been blocking pretty well, um, but ju they're just two weeks removed from a very, very poor performance against the Commanders, and you don't want to say that they've been looking ahead. This is going to be a tough matchup for their offense. Can line. I just tell you, I'm just going to play devil's advocate for a second because obviously this is my fanhood talking a little bit, trying to get myself jazzed up for the Purdy matchup, right? So... These are Brock Purdy's opponents in his starts. The Carolina Panthers, he won that game. The Kansas City Chiefs, they got sparked in that game. Couldn't get anything going. 
the Cardinals, the Dolphins who were reeling, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they just fell off the wagon, Seattle, Washington, Vegas, Arizona. You know what I'm saying? So, like, all of a sudden you're looking at these teams and then obviously the playoff win again last week against Seattle. So it's like, has he played anybody yet? No. Of significance? But here's the thing. I'm not trying to downplay. I'm yeah, just saying, like, yeah. has he? Do you think he's played a, a good team that can get to the quarterback and make him? I do. Throw? I do because it's the NFL, and you play eight, you play two months of football. You're going to run into issues. Now, the Chiefs are a good team, right? The Commanders at the time they were playing really good defensively. <laughs> Seattle, they were in a spot like these were some of these games were big games for the other teams, so they were getting the team's best. And it's the NFL. Yes. Um, if you want to sit here, there's, there is a 100% of case to be made about that. But they were beating up on these teams, too. Outside the Raiders, oh, they, they really beat up the on them. Oh, they're knocking the crap out of them. Yeah, and absolutely. So it's like you can't say, hey, you know, Brock Purdy didn't do anything. Or they were they were lighting up. Uh, they, they barely won against these bad teams. No, they're putting up 38, 37. And then not only that, here's the thing that the kicker. It's like you have to bring a different toughness to this team. Like we're talking about Dak. Don't now. bring up any kickers. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not give a <laughs> shit about that. I'm talking about. Please, I'm done with it. <laughs> Teams that play the 49ers this season are 0-15 the following game. 0-15. So they beat you up. That's just a physical matchup. And you run into these the Niners guys. are licking their chops right now. Just God like, forbid the Cowboys win this game. The Cowboys are just They're a very, up. very good, <laughs> powerful, physical football team. So, like, even Ugh. if the Cowboys win, are they going to get out alive? You know, like, that's the worry <laughs> that you have playing this team. They, they're just out. They out-physical everybody. I'm not going to buy in on Be Dak. Safe, I'm Dak. I'm not going to go long on Dak. Um, well, can I just – I'm bringing up one more crazy stat since draft day of both of these guys. Since draft day, uh, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, is up 400%. Mm. Great, right? Since draft day in 2016 for Dallas, 1,035% up from his draft stock value. A fourth-round quarterback versus Mr. Irrelevant. The story writes itself. We're all looking forward to the game. So – Tomorrow, we're going to tackle the running back situation on all of these matchups. It'll be good. And obviously, if anything breaks within a news cycle, we'll inform you there. Uh, but definitely keep tabs on everything there is to do with Mojo by following us on social media right now. Other than liking this video, which would help everybody out, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and of course, Twitter at Mojo, M O J O. Get on the Discord right now. Discord is the new happening place. It's like your, it's like your old school AOL chat rooms if you're old like me. Um, these are the cool places to share your portfolio, share your knowledge and thoughts about who you're going long on, who you're going short on, uh, like app suggestions. There's there's everything to do with Mojo over there on uh, the Discord, and of course, Mojo.com. All the writers over there. Shout out to those guys. Get a lot of information from those guys. Those are very analytically driven dudes. Uh, I'm not always Mr. Analytical, but sometimes. You can't ignore some of these numbers. They're they're like alarming. So you can't you can't just get away from them. No, the, especially the guys the, that aren't analytical. I'm going to tell you, and Dave fits to this category major. Here we go. It's what happens. Everybody does. <laughs> Human nature here. Um, it's you're only analytical when it supports your argument. Yeah, it's like the one time where like power rankings are so dumb, but then like Green Bay and Dallas was like one and two. I'm like power rankings are really good. It dictates everything, really. But um, like but analytics yeah. guys take things and they look at them in a vacuum and they look at the analytics only. And that's where I have somewhat of an issue with because I have to put some of my arbitrary beliefs in there or, you know, my subjective. Like if you're an analytics there. guy and you want all the numbers, PFF is really good at that. But like PFF, when they give out grades, I'm just like, what are you doing? You know, what, what a great. Oh, I, I give them a B. So like, <laughs> I give them a 90. Give me the data. But they and, got the data. Trust me, me. They got all that let stuff. Let me form my own opinion. I don't want your opinion. Yeah, that's true. I don't want your opinion either, Chris. All right. So for Dave Sergio, Chris Gucci, and of course, A5, Anthony behind the glass. 
This has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. Come on back tomorrow. We're talking some running backs.